This town is still headed right into the bowels of hell, and only a great victory can act as an enema for its soul. Ew, that is gross, Dad. Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the advice. Carpe diem. Seize the day. The comebacks. Why didn't you take a picture? It'll last longer. Uh-uh. And the technology. Are you telling me that you built a time machine? What of a DeLorean? Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? Let me see you get a meat on, son. Now, who wants it? I want to know. Who wants this? Who wants to get a meat on right now? I... Who wants it? You block about as good as a jelly donut. You know that? How about penetration? Do you know how to get good penetration? Miss McGrath, please. We're drifting off the subject now. That's why we're here to sing football. The words of Lucifer. <laughs> Are you horny to win? Now come on, you commie percent. Let's play some football. So, old timers, do you remember the names like Bronco Nagurski and Night Train Lane? Hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears with TampaBay.com. And I got to admit, I'm kind of feeling a little queasy today after last week's show. Sean Daly, my co-host, is here. He's got his tail between his legs. He wishes to issue a formal apology. I have it written in front of me. Sean, go ahead. I'm sorry I took the money. I'm sorry! What are you talking about? I, we celebrate mediocrity here at Stuck in the 80s. I stand behind last week's show. Weird science was more like Wang science last uh, week. Jeez, But, you know, just in case, just to make sure this is the best possible show we can do, we have invited a special guest with us for the football movies of the 1980s, St. Pete Times, the face of the St. Pete Times, not just the sports section, but all sections, Mr. Tom Jones. Hello, Sean. Hello, Steve. Yeah. The last time we saw Jonesy, he was here for the baseball movies of the 80s. Right, and your ratings blew up. It was like the greatest podcast ever, and then I, I don't get invited back again. Yeah, I don't know. Now. Steve doesn't like anyone eclipsing his, 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 his star shine <laughs> over there. But uh, we had women who were like so incredibly attracted to you, and we had a lot of requests, a few men, too, <laughs> that we had go. to bring you back. Well, I'm like I said... You know, I, I thought I'd be back before now, but you're too busy inviting Stephanie Hayes and all your other. They're much better looking than you well, are. That's Tom. the point. Yeah. I mean, you're not a bad looking guy. I'll, you know, for a dude, but still, <laughs> Stephanie Jill Holcomb, much better looking. But today, the football movies of the 1980s. Right. Yeah. The football movie. The football season's just started, so we figure, what better time? But we have to say right off the bat, I think we're all in agreement that the 80s may have been the worst decade of all. For football movies, am I right? I think you're exactly right. The 1970s were better. There are some great movies in the 70s. We can talk about those later if we want. The 1990s had some great, and the 2000s have had greats. But the 80s definitely the uh, definitely the one double A team of this uh, of this group. Why do you think that is? I mean, just just luck of the draw. I mean, some movie, some decade has to suck, and it has to be our beloved 80s. That's a really good question. I don't know why they're so bad. No, I'm- because you could see if they were if the 90s got better and the 2000s got better. Um, but nothing prior to the 80s was any good. But the 70s I mean, it were came, really It came in who on such the, a roll. Who I mean, were the dominant teams? All right, in the 70s is the golden age of football, too, right? You got the Steelers. 
You got the Cowboys doing well. Correct the me Raider, if I'm wrong. Yeah, the Raiders. So these yeah. are these are teams that just didn't capture local imagination, but a huge international imagination, right? Uh, yeah, may, maybe the other thing is too. When you look back at the seventies, there were four great movies: Brian Song, Semi Tough, Heaven Can Wait, North Dallas Forty. And th- maybe those movies were so good that the, the cycle had sort of run out, and people didn't want to make another football movie because there was no way to top those four. That's that's actually the best point I've ever heard on this show ever, <laughs> Sean Daly. <laughs> I'm not shocked it came from someone. And then the today. '80s kind of like cleansed the palate for the '90s. They tried. The '80s tried. I mean, we have a handful of uh, we have what six movies here, right? And some to touch on it, but yeah, I mean, they were classic. These seminal movies. Okay, so let's get 70s. started. Let's get started. We're going to go with uh, I think what is going to be everybody's favorite pick here today, for the most part. All the right moves. So where are you going? Where am I going? Yeah. <laughs> no place, man. I mean, uh, Shadow, he's going to West Virginia, you just found out tonight. And Tank's going to Furman, you knew that already, and, and you're going to Cal Poly. Mouse. Mouse is going to college, he's going to play ball. I mean, I'm just going to hang out here. I don't, you know. To me, that is my childhood. I mean, I, I grew up in a town that looked exactly, I grew up in western Pennsylvania, that town that Tom Cruise lived in was ex- was my hometown, practically. It was, it was filmed, I think, in Johnstown. I grew up in McKeesport. It's the exact same hometown. And Craig T. Nelson, I did a list a few years ago um, for the St. Pete Times on who played the best football coaches of all time. And Craig T. Nelson, I knew coaches, high school coaches, yeah. who carried around golf clubs and grabbed kids by the face mask. Craig T. Nelson, one of the best performances as a football coach, I think. In you know movies. what? I'm going to second that, too. As, we, as I was walking into the studio, I thought about that. As I was looking at the list of movies we are going to talk about. And the thing about Craig T. Nelson, he's so good in that that he gets you, the viewer, really pissed off at him. Yeah. It's a total authority thing, and I remember being really upset and just almost like projecting his personality onto like other teachers and coaches I had. You exactly, know? like he is so hateful and just you know. And the only maniacal. thing, the only thing, and I love this movie, and the ending is great. But the the stereotypical Western Pennsylvania high school football coach would not have had a heart at the end of that movie. You know, yeah. at the end, he gives him the scholarship and he goes off to Cal Poly or wherever he's going to go. Right. That would not have happened with the coaches that. That, that I knew when I was a kid. And I was thinking, like, John Voigt, when John Voigt, when he was in Varsity Blues, uh, basically tries to do the same thing that Craig T. Nelson does, but he goes almost over the line a bit where it becomes like a caricature, no, right? It's right. not believable. Voigt, it's such, he might as well be Darth Vader coaching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Voigt doesn't have a heart at all in Varsity Blues. Craig T. Nelson in, in, in All the Right Moves is, is almost like an adult version of Tom Cruise. They're both trying to get out of this town. Right, right. And, you know... Craig T. Nelson just he's got to win this game to impress the scouts so he can get out. Tom Cruise has got to impress the scouts so he can get a decent scholarship and go get an engineering degree. Right. And so you have that sort of, you know, yin and yang going playing with it. So he's he's sympathetic to some degree. Yeah, yeah, he's sympathetic, but also you feel there's this feeling, at least I had, of, of he's using these kids. But then again, as you mentioned, the, the, Tom Cruise is using football to get out and become an architect. Yeah. Or Speaking of yin and yang, yeah, more like wing and wang. We also get to see Tom Cruise's schwanz in this movie. Is <laughs> yeah, that correct? It's true that the uh, there's a nude scene between him and Leah Thompson. I think it happens about three quarters of the way through, where he's been kicked off the football team at this point. For dumping garbage on the coach's lawn, which Dan Wright used to be kicked off. Right. Um, the homecoming game's over. His girlfriend Leah Thompson comes over, and finally, for what he's been trying to do all movie long, he finally gets to uh, bang Leah Thompson. He has all the right moves. Yeah. To get her in the bed. See, it works both ways, Sean. I know. See, and, now I didn't even notice that Tom Cruise, 
you know, you saw uh, his you, equipment because I was looking at Leah Thompson. Yeah, that. I'm she not into Leah Thompson. Oh, what? what? Are you kidding me? I'm not. I've never Caroline the City, all that crap. No, I'm not. Oh, I've never God. liked her. Not even Howard the Duck. That's awful. Well, really? You think she's on. hot? Yeah. No, she's great in this. You know what's funny is it. I know I, I read somewhere that when they did the film and they were filming it, Tom Cruise was not supposed to be naked, but he kind of felt like it's not fair that she's naked and I'm not. Do you see and if I'm with Leah Thompson, too? I think the same thing. If she's naked, I should be naked too. You say it to me all the time in the <laughs> podcast studio. I'm like, oh, again, you know? The rumor has it when they filmed the scene, they were only wearing their socks. Wow. So... My my actually my favorite line or my favorite part of that whole movie is Christopher Penn's character gets his girlfriend pregnant, and they go on her honeymoon, and their honeymoon is going to Pittsburgh to see a pengu- <laughs> to see a Penguins game. That's so Pittsburgh. Uh, uh, so did you play on your uh, football team? I played junior. I played one year of like my junior, my ninth grade team, uh-huh. and the first play I ever was in, I intercepted a pass, and then I got hit. Oh, you didn't and run I, it back. You didn't run. All no, the way I didn't back. run it back. I got hit right away. And then after I got hit, I decided I don't want to play football anymore. <laughs> wow. And how about it's, you, a requ- it's a requirement in Western Pennsylvania. Every male right. child has to I play bet. one year of football. Yeah. How about you, Spears? Did you play? Yeah, I played one year in my sophomore year at uh, Countryside. Were you a fleet-footed wide receiver? <laughs> Do I look like a fleet-footed anything? So, were you a if, center? If a sale, were you bologna, a center? I was a center. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Did you play? I played tennis and soccer. Yeah. Oh my gosh! What I, I I was like number two doubles in tennis. I scored the first goal in Camp Hill High School history in soccer. I stopped listening after you said tennis. Every yeah. time I bring up my old past glories, you always put me down, Tom Jones. Yeah, I continue to open up my home to you. Tennis and soccer. He's into Dude, tennis. I rocked. He's into soccer. I got legs He's like not into Leah Thompson. I got legs like Pistons, <laughs> baby. I got legs like Pistons. Come on. You're insane. No, I, I I played one year. I pulled a butt muscle, <laughs> and I was sidelined for a couple of weeks. I got I played in one game. It's pathetic. I pulled an ass muscle bowling once, but we'll wait, wait for a bowling movies of the eighties <laughs> yeah. for me to tell that full story. Is there even a bowling movie of the eighties? Uh, Steve, what was your favorite football movie in the nineteen eighties? I'm going with nineteen eighty six and the best of times. Half these people came here tonight, Jack, and watched you catch the ball. Other half came to see you drop it. I was going to throw it to you just to show you up, but I want to win. I'm calling somebody else's number. I can get open. You drop that damn thing again, Jack. Your life is over. Just throw me the goddamn ball, Reno. Ah, yes. The great tragic comedy from 1986 starring <laughs> Kurt Russell and Robin Williams. I see, I see some uh, lack of respect. I, I saw this movie in the theater with my dad, believe it or not. You didn't like it? Nah, it's kind of fun. It's, I mean, they, they do all the, the classic sports movie uh, gimmicks. Written, written by Ron Shelton, I believe, who did White Man Can't Jump and Bull Durham. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent pedigree. Yeah. Jonesy knows. You love this. You cry at this movie, don't you? Spacey? Yeah, I do cry at the end of Tell this Tell the good people what this movie's about. Uh, in the big game back in the 70s, Robin Williams drops what would have been the game-winning touchdown. Thrown to him by Kurt Russell. Thrown to him by Kurt Russell, whose knee is wrecked on right. the very same play. And uh, both their lives go to hell, and they get a chance to replay the game, and they do. And, of course, it comes down to one more you know, desperation pass, and this time Robin Williams pulls it in and then does what I, anybody would do. He just drops to both knees and just kind of stares at the ball for a second. And I just... I start to I start to lose a little bit, and uh, and then there's this great scene, uh, and I, I can't describe it. Here it is. I did it. Nice catch. I was so lucky. No, 
know you would do. Well, I'll tell you what. I, I, now, this is a sports guy talking, and I'll tell you what I don't like about this movie. And this is what every every sports movie that works is because the 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 actors in it look like real athletes, and Robin Williams does not look like he ever even had seen a football game, let alone had played in a football game. And it's a little thing that that bugs sports people. If if the guy can't play at all, if he doesn't look like he can play, it's sort of it's in your mind the rest of the movie. Now, Kurt Russell, though, looks like he, Kurt Russell. Yeah, definitely. He, I mean, when he drops back and fires a pass, he looks like a quarterback. Exactly. Robin Williams looks like a soccer player or a tennis player, I would say. God, that's so cold. <laughs> but they called me the snake in tennis, you know. Yeah. My, I bet Robin Williams wicked, doesn't like Leah Thompson either. <laughs> for my wicked forearm. But no, nah. it's, it's a funny movie. But, it, but it, you know, a lot of uh, 80s uh, stars are in it. You get to see a little bit of Kirk Cameron in there. He plays. Uh, I believe the sun. Why do you cry at this movie, Steve? It's just is is it because you're waiting for your due? Are you waiting for me to say that to you? <laughs> you were due, Steve. No, it's just. Did you ever have make some horrible mistake in your life that you love to go back and and redo it and just about every day? Yeah, <laughs> so I thought there are other movies here. Without further ado, let's talk about this stinker. Everyone's all American, which was written by the best sports writer, in my opinion, the best sports writer in the history of sports writing, Frank DeFord. Didn't I tell you Frank DeFord and you looked at me like I was crazy? Damn you, Spears. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Have you read the book? I have, and I, and, and I, and I like the book. The movie, the movie was okay. I, I think my problem is I'm not a big Dennis Quaid guy. But well, that, Quaid can do football. Yeah. He was also in The Rookie. He the can rookie do, he's got an athlete's body. Yeah, yeah. He's okay. You know what, you know what sucks about this movie? is it, it's, not based, it's based in, what, the 50s or 60s? Right. And it, when you go back in time and you try, it's real. I think it's really hard to go back in time and try to recreate um, some period piece, especially in a sport like football, where suddenly everyone's—they don't. Nobody looks right. No one's. Right. No one knows how to act like a football player from the '60s. I mean, uh, Eight Men Out was a great period piece. One of the very few though that works. Right. You see, George Clooney comes back and does what was it? Leatherheads or whatever yeah, right. it was, and that, that sucked. It was oh, awful. Oh, really? Oh, wow, I want to see it. Did you see it? It was awful. Damn, unwatchable. Oh, so going to be good. But uh, that's my problem. And then I think you get really hokey performances by everybody in. Right. It's a great story. Yeah, and that's why I like the book much better than the movie. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like they suddenly everyone just kind of forgot that they were professional actors. Right. I think Dennis Quaid got messed up in that movie. He like, did. He, he uh, his broke his collarbone yeah. by, uh, and I think it was an actual football player who did it, and they had to stop. Yeah. The, in fact, uh, I think it was like Tim Fox, a guy who. It was. Yeah. It was Tim Fox of the Patriots, right? Right. Right. Your, your buddies. To do some but stuff. they had to stop filming for six weeks. But um, you know, when you watch this, a lot of times you think it's probably. I, you can't help but think it's based on a real story because LSU, of course, had Billy Cannon. Right. But uh, DeFord insists it's not. Right. DeFord insisted it wasn't. And I, I think I saw somewhere else, too, where they were they were filming a scene at LSU and they asked the fans to stay after the game and everybody was going to stay after for the football scenes. But then LSU lost the game. So everybody, like, the only people left at the stands were Alabama fans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Most of, most of the game uh, footage, I think, was filmed during half times. Right, right. But... Uh, there's there's a lot of wasted talent here. John Goodman's in here. Yeah, I like that Goodman was playing against the type and doing the wacky heavy set side <laughs> yeah. kick. I mean, he so, never does that. So his talent goes to waste. Timothy Hutton is in there. His talent pretty much goes to waste. Um, Jessica Lang is in there playing Babs, and uh, her two talents do not go to waste. See Jessica Lang, I'm really hot for. Too late. You're too late now. You want to take Leah Thompson? You're gonna take uh, Jessica Lang over Leah Thompson. Jessica Lang over Leah? Any time? Yeah. 
She's just yeah, a I think I would too. Thank you. Oh, uh, you're insane. You guys are crazy. Sean, you have a favorite movie? I do. It's a little movie called Wildcats. I just need for you to give me a chance. Now, what do you say? <laughs> Basically, the only reason uh, to enjoy 1986 uh, Wildcats is uh, you get to see Goldie Hawn's nipples. <laughs> In the bathtub. In the bathtub. I actually, you know, the, the fur fiance is a huge Goldie Hawn fan. This, uh, Mr. Tom Jones, probably drives you crazy. I mean, there's no... Not a speck of realistic football played in the, the entire but that, movie. But, you know, I didn't expect that going in. Right. So I, that's why I didn't mind it. And Nipsey Russell's in it. Right. Nipsey Russell. Nipsey Russell makes this movie. It's not Goldie Hawn. She's for, fun in it. Have you ever seen a high school that had a female head coach? I have. Oh, really? Yeah. Indian Rocks Christian. Really? Over here. I think it, see, their JV team, at least the last couple of years, has had a female coach. Spears, you should tell our, our listeners that you are a high school uh, football referee, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I have been for about eight years now. How long? Uh, eight years? Eight years. Yeah, in fact, I got a game later on tonight. That'd be fun. Do they have a nickname for you at all? Or, oh, here comes, you know, the hammer. Uh, Do you have a <laughs> reputation as a ref? Like, you, 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 you nickel and dime them to death? Like, no. You let the kids yeah, play? I, I let the kids play. I don't like to throw flags. And um, you really have to be blatant for me to call anything. And... Um, I'm real. I'm real flexible on the cursing. I'll even curse out there sometimes. You're really supposed to flag them on that, and I, I never do. You ever get any any flack from fans after the game oh, walking God, to the parking yeah, lot? Yeah, yeah. Really? Do, do they have people walk you out? Yeah, you have an armed deputy who who walks you out after a game. He's supposed to walk you back for halftime too. And that doesn't always happen. But when the game is over, you get you get a uh, a sheriff's deputy or a police officer, you know, uniformed with a gun who who walks you to your to your dressing room. And then if it was a bad game, you'd, you'd sure as shit change your clothes <laughs> and, then, and then walk to your car quickly and quietly. Any close calls? Anybody really try to get after you? Yeah. there's A lot of times you, you, I can hear the abuse. I play the umpire position. So I'm in the middle of the field, so I don't hear quite right, right. as much. But when I go to the sideline for a kickoff and stuff like that, that's when they, they really let loose on you. you. Ever get knocked down by a player? Oh, yeah, bad. <laughs> really? I, got, I almost got knocked out. Well, I was it last year, the year before at, at Eastlake. Um the um the play was coming right at me and the ball squirts out and lands on my feet. Oh, and I'm like, this is gonna end really <laughs> badly. And it's just like Charlie Brown on the pitcher's mound. And it's just boom. I mean I mean literally half my equipment was laying within five yards of me. You have a bruise right now, don't you? Yeah. Big one. Right in my arm. But uh no, it's it's fun. You know, I don't Has I like a player to... ever gotten on you? Like some crazy oh, roid rage yeah, kid. Yeah. Really? What'd he say? Uh he told me uh, let's see, well, there's gonna be a lot of bleeping involved here. Okay. He said, he said uh, go f- your mother i said well, you go tell her yourself she's sitting right there in the fa- in the stands and then, and then he just he just starts with the mother mother and then he and then he throws his helmet at me at this point he's already ejected he was like one of four players we ejected that night and uh now nah, it happens every once in a while i think that is by far the most interesting thing about you is that you're a high school referee really yeah. you just don't everything see everything else it? is pretty flat line but for <laughs> some reason i can talk about that all night that's, that's good. bad but as an official i gotta say that Wildcats infuriates me because there's something that happens on every single football play that would either be a penalty or an <laughs> ejectionable offense. Kids spinning on their helmets in the end zone. They're just celebrating, Steve. That's a, that's ejection. Boom. Do you let people celebrate when you're – I mean, that's not your call to make, though, as a ref, right? Because If it happens in there. front of you, yeah, it's your call to make. And drawing let attention – have fun, for no, Christ's sakes. Man, it, it, high school is very, very specific, kind of like – 
colleges too, right? Yeah, Tom? Pretty, yeah. They just you are not allowed to spike, spike the ball. You have you hand you set the ball down. I'm curious about this. Yeah, when To pulls a sharpie out of his sock, that's funny. That's funny. That's funny. But I don't want a high school kid doing it because that's where riots start. Professionals can walk away from it. What about it. college? Um, college, uh, I'm, you got to be careful with that too because now you got crazy fans. I mean, college football fans are crazier than any group of people I deal with. Right. That I, when I get letters from, I mean, they're they're the most insane. Not Syracuse fans. We've given no, out. but Georgia fans, man. Yeah, SEC. Those people are wild people. But um, but no, I I think at the high school level, they they really need to to. Yeah, to tone it. But down. when you're when you're a professional athlete, yeah, people are paying That's to come. Funny. In. That's for T.O. Yeah. pulling out. It's a, a show. It's right. entertainment. Yeah, exactly. you, can't, you can't do anything. You can't do a chest bump in high school. That's that's fifteen yards. Fifteen yards you for a chest. bump? You take bump? your helmet off on the field. That's fifteen yards. Um, you do anything. I'm going to show up to your next you, game and just boo the ever loving shit. Oh, it's half. It. You suck, before. blue. Do <laughs> you still call them blue in football? Probably yeah, not. they call me blue. Sometimes they call me blue. Yeah, they call me blue. That's kind of amusing. What What was the Getting back to the movies, what was the TV? Ah. What was the TV movie with the girl quarterback? Ah, quarterback ah, princess. Thank you, quarterback princess. That's it, quarterback princess with Miss Helen Hunt. Yeah. Would you? Ah, uh, oh yeah. Okay, Helen now, Hunt. Now we got three women: Jessica Lange. Here's Helen my problem Hunt, with Helen Hunt. Rank them. Actually, em. when she was what ten, when she did Quarterback Princess in 1983 or something like that, that was kind of cute. She was the high school, uh, you know. Had to fight the gender bias to become the first high school. But why pick Helen Hunt to do that? She, she's I mean, got a cannon. She did she's not got have a rifle. Cannon. You see, she could throw the ball like sixty yards. Pea shooter. She didn't <laughs> look like a. Now every once in a while in high school football, you do see a female play. Usually a kicker, right? Usually a kicker. Sometimes you'll see. Really, these days? Yeah, even in Pinellas County. Yeah, sure. Countryside had one a few years ago, but. Uh, and sometimes I think sometimes they go. I think hasn't someone played in college? A yeah, there kicker? was. A, yeah, and then yeah, kicker. But, another but kicker a female quarterback? No, not even in youth football. You, would you see that? I'd say that most of Syracuse's football team are girls. <laughs> yeah, I definitely say that. Sorry, very the, uh, Who they lose to? Shut up. The Akron Zips. The Zips. Can <laughs> they move play. The they ball. play my boys tomorrow. No, Penn State. My Penn God. State. The spread is twenty-seven. Yeah, we're looking at. Uh, I take that. We're looking yeah. at. We're yeah. looking at eighty. I, I bet do. it. I, uh, sixty-six to three. I predict. You know why it's only twenty-seven? Because Joe Pa will call off the dogs after that. That's Joe Pa. The guy looks like a. He's got a Stop! Don't, don't you he's know what? You know what? Head. Don't even finish that sentence. Yeah. <laughs> now, quarterback princess. Now that was a TV movie, wasn't? So we we're not going to talk delightful. too much about it. Was delightful. It was delightful. I don't know. It's based on a true story. That actually did happen. True. It happened in Oregon, I believe. Right. Yeah. McMinnville, Oregon, and because of legal reasons. They changed it to Minville. Like that made a big difference. What's so? <laughs> I, well, I wonder what the legal reasons were. Like, if you're a little town in Oregon, why wouldn't you want your? Because uh, I think they created some of the drama. Oh, okay. Like you know, everyone was against her. They probably uh, in real life maybe they weren't. Right. My problem with Helen Hunt is I imagine having dinner with her. She's probably very serious and kind of. No, she was on Saturday Night Live. All you know, doing she the blah blah. Was she in that sitcom with Paul Reiser? That was good. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Something about her. I don't know. Maybe I'm intimidated. So, oh, so, in, so, is she ahead of Leah Thompson or behind Leah Thompson on your list? Behind Leah Thompson. Okay, so you have Jessica Lange. Oh, Jessica Lange is a classic Hollywood beauty. Yeah, guys. I got to go with no. Nah, I go with the classic '80s beauty. So Leah's still. So, so we, right, everyone let's has. Let's get back Leah. on content. I mean, you guys are really okay. Okay, ready for another one? Yeah. Johnny, be good. Hi, how y'all doing? How you doing? Good to see you. My name's Tex Wade. I'm going to be your host for the weekend. I'm going to make sure you get everything you want from your visit to old Tex. Well, thank you, Tex. You got a lot of style, Tex. How about a little something to blur your vision, Johnny? No thanks, Tex. Well, then hop in. Okay. 
Bye, Georgia. Johnny. Be good. Oh, my God. Can we all agree this is the worst of the 80s uh, football movies? It might and, be the worst of all movies. And I don't understand it because the cast is not that bad. You got it's Anthony a, Michael Hall's in it. Yeah, but I mean, let's face it. Anthony, trying to, he looks like a football player for the most part. He looks like an he's athlete. Totally, he started totally roiding out. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he did that, that, that turd weird science, which we should really do a show about one yeah, of these days. Yeah, one of these days. And then, um, what was yeah, that it, movie where he was on a run with... Uh, I think it's called All the Run. Wasn't it? It's called All the Run. It's All the Run. And then this, he's totally muscled up yeah. and beefed oh, up yeah, on yeah. roids. You, and he's so arrogant and hateful. It's it's un- totally it's unsympathetic character. Mm-hmm. There's, yeah. You got Robert Downey Jr., who's great. Another great actor. Yeah. But Doesn't he, look like I've ever seen But him. he's whacked out of his mind on alcohol at this point in his Uma life. Uma Thurman. Now, there she goes. She's at the top of the Really? List. I, oh. never, I was never a big fan oh, of Uma. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Uma Thurman looks like she's built from like different parts from different people. She's kind of bizarre yeah <laughs> and, and, and there's no chemistry between them what's going no, no. with my you know what I, I need a good brain on a woman you know and oh, yeah, Thurman right. seems like she's got a little bit going for her. no she's she's totally unsympathetic and she's, oh, yeah. she's she's like this you know why are they together the, the whole premise of the movie is that he's this great quarterback and he's being recruited by all these schools and i love the fact that they actually have the real schools there doing the recruiter so you see like you know someone from bama someone from army someone from florida someone from and then he takes this great trip to uh, SC, I think I forget what they call it in this movie. They have some miss, some slight character, slight uh, change of character names to send him to basically what is you know Southern Cal, right? And where he comes across Jim McMahon. Jimmy, Jimmy, how you doing? Listen, I want you to meet Johnny Walker. What's up, Jim? How you doing, Johnny? Glad to see you're coming to UCC. Well, I haven't really made up my mind yet, but uh, damn glad to meet you, man. Hey, Jimmy, listen, I'm having a little party for my man tonight. Why don't you stop by the house, huh? Well, I'd love to, but, uh, you know, I promised my wife I wouldn't show up at your place anymore. <laughs> what a kidder, huh? So the whole movie follows the recruiting process of him. Does he get humbled at the end? He stays home, plays for his, like, his home Yeah, season. he plays for his own team. Goes to the state U or whatever. Yeah, there's, you know, the only, the only really fun thing about this movie, you got Howard Cosell in there playing a cameo. It's kind of funny, or shortly before his death. Jim McMahon's kind of funny. You got Jennifer Tilly, one of her last acting roles, I think, before she kind of gave it up and became a full-time poker player. And then the great, awesome Paul Gleason. The Lord wants you to put your foot on their balls and believe in it. Because that's what wins football games. Not jumping off sides like a bunch of wimps and f- All right, lift your heads, boys. Prayer's over. I talk to God. I'm through talking to God. So I'm saying, you look, you look down and you see a movie with Anthony Michael Hall, Robert Downey Jr., Paul Gleason, Uma Thurman, and Jennifer Tilly, and cameos by Cos- Cosell and McMahon. Yeah. How yeah. could it miss? It's so hateful. It's really a hateful Chica- The Chicago uh, Sun-Times Roger Ebert wrote a review of this, and he gave it a half star. <laughs> he gave it a half? Half star. I, I wouldn't have given it that much, maybe. But he said, you know, quote, the people who made this movie should be ashamed of themselves. And uh, he goes on to say, we're desperate for things to think about in the society, and these guys contribute to the situation by providing us with 86 minutes of zip. They ought to have their pictures on the post office wall. That's good. <laughs> well, they're obviously trying to capitalize on the whole uh, Brat Pack scenario, right? This is kind of like a post-Brat Pack movie. And yeah. Michael Hall, Robert Johnny Jr., right. Um, oh, before we move on, though, Jennifer Tilly, top of my list. Have you seen Bound? Uh, yeah. Have you seen oh, Bound? Yeah. For Bound alone. Can okay. we grandfather that into yeah. the 80s yeah. just okay, so we so can Jennifer, have a... I have, So Jennifer Tilly, we were all agreed on this? I thought she could play poker. No, no, I'm an Uma Thurman guy. 
Are you guys uh, yeah, I put Jennifer Tilly at the top of my list. Beautiful girl. She looked just gorgeous and beautiful. Uma Thurman and beautiful girls. What's that movie she did with the thumbs? That kind of threw me off. Every time I see her now, I picture her having giant thumbs. Even cowgirls get the blues. Oh, yeah. Before we move on to the segments, because everybody wants to hear this week's segments, let's just take a couple seconds to talk about some of the great 80s movies that had good football scenes. Okay. And I think you have to start off with Fast Times Richmond High. The great Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, that's right. He's very angry. They fire Forrest up. He's was he like a defensive end or a linebacker yeah, or something like that? Yeah, they, uh, they basically uh, trash his car. Then they don't trash his car. They accidentally trash his car. Then they disguise it so that it looks like Lincoln did it. Right. And uh, I think I think the football scene in Fast Times at Richmond High is probably more realistic of a high school football movie, you know, portion than any other thing we've talked about today. First he's got shit. Then he's gonna kill us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But uh, I love that. I love that that scene. Um, another one, against all odds. Another Taylor Hackford. Taylor Hackford. Uh, you know a lot what? of football going on. I think on. that has one of the hottest sex scenes in the history of movies. Oh, Rachel Ward. Yeah. No, he's talking about Jeff Bridges in the training room. With, uh, <laughs> no, they're in that. They're in a hot house or whatever. That cave or whatever. Yeah. Okay. So. Jennifer Tilly, Rachel Ward, who's also in Sharky's Machine. That was eighties, uh, yeah, right? Yeah. She was hot in Sharky's Machine too. But you know, I thought that was. Uh, I think I thought against uh, against all odds had some. I, th- I like that movie. Can anyone Very name stylized. the great team. soundtrack? My God, that is one of the best soundtracks of any eighties movie. Name the team that the Jeff Bridges plays for. Uh, it was Los Angeles, right? Los Angeles, and I want to say Renegades or something like that. No, The Express. The Express ah. from the old USFL. That's right. That's right. I used to have oh, season tickets movie. to the USFL back back in the eighties. Tampa Bay Bandits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve Spurrier used to coach them. That's right. They were good. Do you guys gamble at all? Doesn't he gamble? Isn't there some sort of gambling or some sort of like untoward football activity going on? Uh, well, cause he's, yeah. Are Jimmy, you allowed to gamble as a as a uh, employee of the St. Pete Times who covers sports? I'm not allowed to gamble as a resident of Florida. <laughs> it's illegal. Oh yeah, but okay. I don't. That's but right. I no, I don't. And you know why I don't gamble? I don't play fantasy football either. That's a big thing, fantasy football. But I don't want to sit and watch a game and, and root for a guy that I really don't like or a team that I really don't want to have win. So just because my guy's on that team. I have a fantasy baseball team, and I load it with uh, Rays. Well, see, that's a smart way to do it. If you, so that way I get into it more. That way when I go to a game, I'm really, really excited when B.J. Upton, you know. But if, you know, if, I'm, if I'm, a big, I'm a big Steelers fan, you know, having grown up in Pittsburgh, and I, I don't want to have a game where I'm rooting for Cleveland's Browns defense to stop him because yeah. I have them on my fantasy. Now, Sean's just bitter. I like to wager. Because last Saturday night, uh, Daly comes over to the Spears Lair. Have you been wa- to the Spears Lair no, I never get invited to either My one. God, oh, next like, time. It's like Playboy Mansion East. <laughs> Unbelievable. So he comes over He's to the turned his uh, kitchen sink into the grotto. It's yeah, so hot. It's so nice. Uh, Florida versus Miami was last Saturday night. So, sh- so Daly comes over, brings a bottle of Crown, Crown Royal, was yeah, it? Yes, Crown. And uh, we proceed. To, well, how, much, how much of the game did we watch? I watched enough to know that uh, my 22 points weren't going to make it. <laughs> yeah. God. And they kick so, a field goal with seconds left. Right. Because Urban Meyer has to, like, appease the boosters. Each one of them was betting on it. He knew damn well what the spread was. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> man. So, so we're all we're, we're completely obliterated by the time this game is over. We've, we've, we've put it on pause a million times. We ran out for cigars, right? Yeah, we ran dip, out for dip, uh, dip. nacho dip. We ran out for uh, we ran out for everything. It was we bad. We texted. We called a lot of people. We generally made buffoons of ourselves. Oh yeah, the, the next you di- passed out at two. I didn't leave till four in the morning. Yeah. What was the, but but when Florida kicks the the field goal with like seconds left, Daly is just like transported out of some uh, 
<laughs> third dimension and just screaming like howling as if someone's taking an axe to his nuts or something. I just I don't know why I gamble. I I, I gotta stop. But you know the best time in the world is uh, Las Vegas March Madness. I'll oh, take yeah. you out there. Oh, you and I would kill it, Jonesy. We'd kill it out oh, there. Yeah. yeah, I heard that Thursday Friday is just unbelievable. Oh my, because yeah. there's every single bet you can make. You know, oh, it's great. Next day though, I gotta say this: my entire house smelled like barbecue sauce and tobacco. Sorry about that. We weren't smoking inside your apartment. Yeah, we did at one point. We made a lot of bad decisions there. Yeah. But the thing is, he's a vegetarian now. Did you know that? No. He met a girl, this girl, he met a girl in Vegas, and she turned him into a vegetarian. That's like this line from Pulp Fiction. (laughs) My girlfriend's a vegetarian, which pretty pretty much means I'm a vegetarian. So, But he ate meatballs that night. Like they were going out of style. You ate meat. You finally, I finally got you ate meat. I felt like Mephistopheles, like I had won. You're an enabler. And then he, you smoke a cigar and do some skull, and then you vomited in your kitchen sink, <laughs> yeah. you giant puss. <laughs> it was a fun time. And how'd the night end with me doing what? Passing out at two. Did I like- and then I'd be like, Spearsy, what are you doing? You'd be like, uh, shut <laughs> I mean, you'd say like these mean things. And then I'm like, hey, Spearsy, I'm talking to somebody here on the phone. I don't give a shit. <laughs> you were just pissed off as hell, the meat and the smoke. I don't know why you got so angry. Don't gamble, boys and girls. Leave it to us professionals. Hey, it's time for Reader Mailbag. Sean Daly has picked out some beauties. But wait, because at the end of the segment, the epic results of our john hughes porn movie title contest we got a lot of submissions a lot you guys are some sick out there so we got a couple good letters and then we'll read those off okay are you ready fire away letter number one hi steve and sean i recently started listening to the stuck in the 80s podcast and wanted to tell you how much i enjoy them i love that you guys shamelessly admit your love for all things 80s I'm so sick of shows like VH1's I Love the 80s, where the interviewees sit around and act superior about every fad you know they wholeheartedly embraced 20 years ago. In listening to some of the earlier Stuck in the 80s podcasts, I heard some of that same holier-than-thou attitude from your previous co-host, Gina. Please don't bring that back to the show. It is demeaning to the listeners, and frankly, it just pisses me off. What do you think about that? Uh, I don't think she was ever that way. If she was that way, she was kind of just doing it. I remember her being like that, but I, no one ever rips on anyone besides me, so I'm really surprised by <laughs> no, that. No, Gina loves the 80s. The letter goes on. I also wanted to nominate my favorite summer concert for this year. We saw Night Ranger and loved it. I've seen them several times over the past 25 years, but this was an awesome show. We were in a small venue with only a few hundred people right on the front row. They put on a very entertaining show. I didn't stop singing or dancing the whole time. The band, even the new guys, looked like they were having the time of their lives, which makes it so much more fun for the audience. Unfortunately, my other 80s concert of the summer, an outdoor show for Pat Benatar, was canceled due to a lightning storm. Keep the 80s love coming. And by the way, I like Jeff and Cuba's guest host show, Proudly Stuck in the 80s, Michelle. Very nice. Very nice. Interesting controversy with Gina, though. Yeah. You have to email us, Michelle. Let us know what show it was you thought that she was being disrespectful. It's possible. We have one more in here. Would you like to hear it, sir? Fire away. Okay. This is from Brian Fonz. The Fonz has something to say. Hey, guys. 
I have been listening to the show about six months, and I am slowly catching up on the older shows. After the turd you laid in last week's show, <laughs> I thought I would listen to some of the older good ones. Appropriately, I listened to my favorite show thus far, The Strange Brew Show, and what has to be your favorite interview ever with Martha Quinn. I was happy to discover that Sean Daly is quickly approaching status as the funniest guy on the planet, narrowly trailing former co-worker Scott Long. Scott Long. Keep me laughing and stuck in the 80s. Sincerely, Brian the Fonz Fonz. Very nice. Scott Long. Scott Long, as some of you might probably know, did a very popular podcast here called Anti Up, the poker podcast. He has since left the building. Those guys are all gone now. They, yeah, they start their own magazine. They're doing their own show. Yeah, and they'll be living under a bridge in about <laughs> three months. <laughs> Playing poker. Playing well, happy poker. To they're happy to have Scott Long come back at the Times as a copy clerk. All <laughs> <Yeah>, right. <laughs> okay, without further ado. Here we go. Here's what happened. Last week's episode of Weird Science was not our best effort. Stop being so hard on yourself. It, it wasn't that good. It was uh, usually, Sean and I like to say we always try to hit a double every week. That was like we uh, bunted the ball right into our face. Yeah, we just popped it up. Even the umpire caught that one. But uh, but one of the nice things that came out of it was we started riffing on the whole, give us your name. Of, if John Hughes wrote a porn movie, what would it be called? And I thought maybe we'd get like one or two emails. No, we got like 30 emails. And everybody had about 10 suggestions. <laughs> and so we've, we have, I've picked a wide selection here. Now, a lot of these were said by more than one person, so we're not going to give credit to anybody. We're going to read these through, and I'm going to warn you ahead of time. I'm going to have to bleep a couple of them, okay? But uh, just enjoy the magic. Sean, you want to start? Sure. We have Pretty in the Pink. We have 16-inch candles. The Breakfast in Bed Club. Curly pubes. <laughs> 16 hand jobs. She's having an orgasm. Ferris Bueller wax off. And everyone's favorite, Uncle F***. Nice. Here we go. Jonesy? All right. Moving on. <laughs> Weird sex. 16 candlesticks. The Great Back Doors. <laughs> That's my favorite. That's the best one, The Great Back Doors. My, my, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close with my favorite in two of it. Ferris Bueller jerks off, and this is my favorite, Some Kind of Wonder Hole. <laughs> That's great. I love this. You ready? Yeah. Actually, some of my favorites are coming up, but uh, uh, breathe. 16 Love Dolls, The Breakfast at the Y Club. Planes, trannies, and automobiles. I think that's brilliant. I don't know who came up with that one. She's having a boner. <laughs> uh, I think that's the same person. No surprise there. Sue's curlies. She's making a baby. 16 dildos. The breakfast chub. <laughs> Wang science. Uh, planes, trains, and autoerotic asphyxiation. She's having an orgy. Uncle Suck, this one's this next one's clever. I think. Career opportunities. Good. I like that one. Pearly Goo, and Dan Vay with the winning uh, the winning items writes to us saying, "Guys, you really have to forgive me, but as part of my job, I have to enter adult titles into our database. I have seen titles you would not believe, so please don't think less of me or banish my email address for this entry. Kind of wonderful." To go the extra mile, it should star porn stars Eric Studs, Leia Thompson, and Mary Stewart Masturbation. <laughs> Written, of course, by John Huge. 
And of course, the one John Hughes movie title you don't have to change, Curly Sue. There you go. Well done. Brilliant, Dan. Brilliant. If you're not ready to give up on mullets in Madonna, log on to Stuck in the 80s, just one of the many blogs you'll find at TampaBay.com, the website of the St. Petersburg Times. Relive the music, movies, and culture of the greatest decade ever, only at TampaBay.com. What's happening, hot stuff? Ah, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for Mystery Movie Moment. Hey, it's the weekly segment where I play a piece of a movie from the 80s, and if you can name it, I'm telling you, I've got like boxes of Funyuns and Munchos. No one last week emailed me back an address, so nobody got anything. I'm going to eat all of those things unless people uh, start participating. I can't eat those anymore. But uh, You can't eat those? What? Now you can't have snack foods uh, or meat? really awful for you. God, Too much sodium. Ha- awful Jones, for you. come on. I know. Too people much- don't know around at work that you're a vegetarian now. They don't know that you've changed your whole... Uh, life ethic. I don't even know. What, I don't even know you anymore. Eh, it's too much sodium. But uh, man, <laughs> oh my god! Change your diapers and get in there and get no, some funyuns. Too much sodium, <laughs> man. You are. I don't even know you. Okay. Anyway, pay attention. Here was last week's mystery clip. Good night, Ned. Yes, that is the Three Amigos. You guys get that one? You like the Three Amigos? I know it was your DVD show. It's my DVD. I love that movie. Yeah. Okay. Some of the winners include. Doc Hamilton. I love that name, Doc Hamilton. It is. Sounds like a relief pitcher. Uh, Todd Knox. Jeff in Cuba. Do you think he heard that? Son of a bitch. John Hayes, Joe Bellinger, Chris Mast, Jason from Wisconsin, and Alan Lindsay, who is the only person who correctly knew that the line was spoken by a turtle. That's correct. Everybody else thought it was Chevy Chase. By the way, speaking of your sodium thing, I was eating like barbecue Fritos today, a couple bags of them. Did I have any? small. No, but you were looking at me like I was eating like poo chips or something. It was like it was like you were sickened. And you, it was almost like you were about to scold me. Like Sean, you really should have some. No, I, I didn't say anything. Sticks. I just, I just, that'd be much healthier alternative. I just knew you had freedom breath for the whole podcast. There's nothing Sorry worse than freedom. Breath. I don't even know you guys anymore. I do. I do all the bad <laughs> things. Come on, gamble. I talk about Goliath's nipples. I eat hamburgers. Yeah, but you talked about tennis and soccer and Leah Thompson, and this guy doesn't eat. It. Anything that doesn't grow out of the ground. Right, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pay attention. Yeah. Here's this week's mystery clip. She can't get enough of me. Huh. He wishes. I throw it to you, Sean Daly. I do not know. Well, damn right you don't know. Anyway, if you know the answer, email us at stuckinthesatempe.com. And that lovely meatless processed sausage tube is all yours. I think I know what movie that's from. Some kind of wonder hole. Ah, the mystical refrain that is named that 80s tune. Hey, it's time to play the signature event. Time to listen to a snippet of the song from the 80s. And if you know it, once again, all those foods I can no longer eat are all yours. You have to rest them from Sean's dead fingers, though. Sean, did you eat munchos before? You haven't had any of the munchos that... Uh, I had munchos. They're delicious. You liked them, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, they're really nice. I don't know if they, you know... You know, next time you can... Surpass the Funyun. The Funyun's next- a great original snack food. But the munchos fine. You you were very violent towards the munchos for a long time, but you kind of well, no. Come I just felt like you know crispy, the, but, but I felt yeah, like we were turning our back on funyons. You know, next time you, have you ever had a funyon? Oh yeah, they're delicious, they're right? Awesome. I like I like munchos better. Ah yes. Steve doesn't like either of them. Really? Too much sodium. <laughs> next next time you come over to my place, though, I'll make the the dip I make for the bugles. Mm. Does it have meat in it? Yeah, it does. Really? Yeah. Will you eat it? Yeah, if it's a weekend, maybe I'll eat it. 
I don't get that. You only eat meat on the weekends? Just trying to cut down on the meat. I'm like a vegetarian five days a week. Just like, you know, you're faithful to your family for five days a week, and then on the weekends you're not. Oh, wow. I'm just kidding. God damn. Can we cut that out somehow? No, go ahead. Go ahead, my friend. Uh, it's not true. Sean's, Sean's a loving human being. Just continue. Pay attention. Here was last week's mystery tune. Ah, yes, the alarm with 68 guns. Sean, I know you love Euro Trash, but please tell me you knew that song. I did. I like that song. I like the alarm. I love the alarm. I saw the alarm open up for you too. At nice. the Curtis Hickson Hall in 1983. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was supposed to be Bow Wow Wow was supposed to up, and they canceled or they dropped off the tour, and the alarm picked up. That's good. Uh, yeah, nice little nice, swap. Nice huh? little pickup, yeah. Yeah. They, uh, Curtis Hickson Hall, sadly gone. Mm-hmm. Great concert hall name, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Like Kobo Hall. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, it's gone. I, I saw, uh, what did I see there? Simple Minds oh, in wow. 1986. Great show, too. Only a few winners this week. Uh, Kevy Metal. Kevy Metal sent me a, a sound clip of a John Waite song. Did he? It's very nice. nice. Thank you, Kevy. Uh, Sherry of Largo, who wrote in talking about how she has an alarm uh, denim jacket. I love Sherry of Sherry's Largo. Don Leach and Tony Green. Okay, you ready for this one? We have a special challenge this week. Submitted to us by the maestro himself, Dave Morrison, has given us a percussion montage. It's going to take you a couple times to listen to this one. Eight songs are in this. You have to name all eight songs and the bands that play them. Listen carefully. Here we go. How many do you think you got, Sean? I got at least six. Yeah. I, I fumbled on the last couple. But why did he make them all Phil Collins songs? I don't know. <laughs> it's just that way. You want to hear it one more time? Yes. One more time. Here we go. Okay, you know the drill. Email us at stuckinities at com if you know it. Special prize in the works for the winner. And then tune in next week to find out if you're a wiener. Hi, guys. This is Shauna, better known to all as little sister to the one, the only Vegas girlfriend. Hey, Sean. Rumor has it you were um, asking about me. Well, baby, I'm not chunky, but I am funky and blonde and bouncy and bodacious. Sean, I need you to show me why I, too, need to be stuck in the 80s. Step right up and don't be shy. Because you will not believe your So funky but not chunky? Not interested. Really. I have a strict code <laughs> I have to maintain. Thank you very much, Vegas girlfriend's sister. Is she going to come with Vegas girlfriend? Perhaps when they visit, yeah. Uh, not this next time, but sometime maybe. I'm sure yeah. they'll be fine with their forever fiance if I go out with you guys <laughs> yeah. till four in the morning. 
Yeah, we'll have all cigars. We'll have some cheese products. It'll be lovely. The uh, Before we go any further, I want to ask you this. Are there some movies from the 70s? If you guys could grandfather in one movie from the 70s onto this list today, what would it be? North Dallas 40. Really? To me, it's the best football movie ever made. And it's sort of, it's sort of about the Dallas Cowboys and how, how football is a cold business, and it's sort of revealed that, that it's, it's not just a game. My favorite line in that movie is near the end where Nick Nolte comes in and they're basically going to release him because he can't play anymore and he can't help him anymore. And he says, you know, every time – or actually John Matuzak goes to, to the head coach and he says, you know, every time I call it a game, you call it a business. And every time I call it a business, you call it a game. And it's a, one of the great lines. In where life. did it fall on your greatest sports movies of all time? It's in my top ten. I think it's the best football movie ever made. Mac Davis, Nick Nolte. Uh, more than The Longest Yard. Yeah, better than Longest. Longest Yard got a little silly at the end, you know. No, nah, yeah, Longest Yard is great. But North Dallas Forty, you walk, you don't walk away from that movie feeling good, but you realize, man, this is a. It really is the way the NFL is. Yeah, you can make that movie right now, and it would, it would perfectly fit with the. How about that Oliver Stone movie? What you think of that? No, no, it's awful. No, Daily, give us your uh, pick for uh, what seventies movie would you grandfather? It doesn't have to be seventies, but what movie would you grandfather in? You know, I'd probably grandfather in Heaven Can Wait. I love Heaven no, Can Wait. No, it's a great movie. It's a great movie. I mean, not necessarily a quote-unquote football movie. You know, there's a lot of other stuff going on there, and it was a remake. But um, I, I love it. I can watch it over and over again. And I wonder if it might be like a guy. Like, it's, it's a romantic comedy, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Not that funny. But, but like, a lot of women don't like it, but dudes do. I'm not sure what's going on there. No, yeah, that's it's- interesting. I never thought of it as being a dude movie. Yeah, it's, it's funny. It's like, but I don't know any women who like it. Yeah, it's um, and would you think of Warren Beatty as a quarterback? No, I thought he was okay. You know, I didn't think it would work. No, because you I don't know. think of Warren Beatty as being necessarily athletic. No, but it, but he can throw a football. No, he can. No, it was. He's I, tall too. The yeah. guy's like six five. So no, I thought that was a really good movie. Yeah, yeah. Sad. And then uh, Chris Rock uh, remade it, but I got rid of all the football stuff. Yeah, you know, and uh, it was okay when he redid it. Oh, I, I didn't like that. I didn't think it was very good. Was it at made? All. Was it? Heaven on Earth or something, something like that. Something, or something like that. Some goofball. But uh, yeah, I grandfather in Heaven Can Wait. How about you? What would you? Uh, I'm going to grandfather in Brian's song. I love Brian Piccolo. And I'd like all of you to love him too. And tonight, hit your knees. Please ask God to love him. Oh, impossible to watch without crying. Without crying. Yeah. It's like Terms of Endearment, too. Yeah. Oh, come on. You gave me the look like no, you were no, telling no, no, me. I like Terms of Endearment. Come on. When the no, kids was, say no, goodbye was, to Shirley MacLaine. I was still thinking about Brian's song when, when Gail Sayers walks up. He says, I love Brian Piccolo. Yeah. Oh, I want you home. all to love Brian Piccolo. Yeah, there's so many great there's so many great scenes that the the the, the sweeping orchestration. Um, I remember I remember watching my dad watch the movie when we were younger before I really kind of got into movies because it was what 1971, 72 something yeah, like 71, that. I think. It was a TV movie. In my, in my mind, I always think of it as it was in a the theater, but it wasn't. Right. And of course, it's the true story of Brian Piccolo of the Chicago Bears who died of cancer, and Gail Sayers was like his roommate and best friend, mm-hmm. and. Um, but uh, and it's Jimmy Con. Jimmy Con plays Praise Brian Piccolo. Piccolo and Billy D. Williams. Billy D. Yeah, yeah. And pre-stash, uh, I think. Oh, pre-stash. It's, just, it's excruciating D. ending. 
And it's just not. It's not when you when you sit there and you when you're with your parents and they're crying at some movie. Boy, it just kills you as a kid. No, and then and the that, music. That, yeah, no. I, to this day, I, that, that is my most vivid memory of Brian's song. ABC is, actually actually made another made for TV football movie. It actually came out in the eighties. It would fit in this category. A movie called Fighting Back, which was the true story of Rocky Blyer, who were the Pittsburgh Steelers, who went to Vietnam, had half of his foot blown off in Vietnam. Came back. No one expected him to make the team, and he made the team. Robert Ulrich played Rocky Blyer. Nice. He, he did a good job. Back, did a great job. Yeah. yeah. Plus, uh, well, then again, I was like 13 living in Pittsburgh, so I thought anything with Rocky Blyer in the Do you remember movie. the one TV? I think it was a TV movie called uh, Grambling's White Tiger or The White Tiger. I yeah. think it had Bruce Jenner playing like the first white quarterback at Grambling University. Barely, barely, vaguely remember. I, I, have, I have somewhere it's lodged in my brain, you know, along with, uh, you know, 35 years of eating steak <laughs> that, that, that it was a decent movie. Don't even look at me like that, Sean Daly. <laughs> God damn. Keep going on. Go He's on. the worst co-host ever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's time, time to answer the final battle question. Uh, are baseball movies indeed better than football movies? Yes. And I think the reason is it's easier to recreate baseball than it is football. Yeah. It's really hard to recreate football. And, you and make faces. it look real. And you see faces. And you time. see right. faces. Yeah. Hey, that's all we got for this week. We'd like to thank Tom Jones, the man of the, the face of the times. I, yeah, I don't. All I, I all I really picked up from this show, to be honest with you, in sitting here for the last forty-five minutes or so, was that Sean Daly played tennis and soccer. <laughs> he doesn't like Leah Thompson, and he cries at terms of endearment. And you're what not going to jump on him for not eating meat anymore? And yeah, well, is this sodium rant? For Christ's sakes, has the world gone mad? Anything, everything you said after tennis and soccer, I looked at you differently. <laughs> I got legs like pistons. Did you hear that, Bart? Ah, <laughs> uh, shut the hell up. Hey, that's all we've got for this week. In the meantime, tune in next week while the rest of us stay hopelessly stuck in the 80s. When I'm under the cover. Stuck in the 80s is produced by the St. Petersburg Times and TampaBay.com. Read the blog at blogs.tampabay.com and remember to subscribe to the podcast at iTunes. Yeah, oh shit, we gotta redo this. Yeah, I don't know what you're doing. What do you mean you know what I'm doing? I'm describing the f- movie. <laughs> well, I'm waiting for you to make it sound somewhat interesting.